I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and if you're like me, you're probably worried right now, in part because of the fascist insurrection on January 6th in Washington, D.C. But what if I were to tell you that what happened in D.C. was just the latest in more than a century of fascist attempts to take over democratic governments, many of them successful? Learn about the history of these insurrections and the history of anti-fascist actions attempting to stop them when you listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did Abraham Lincoln's deep depressions make him a better president to lead the U.S. through civil war? Why did Marilyn Monroe's death by suicide coincide with an upswing in her movie career? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz, and on my podcast, Season 2 of Personology, I'll be joined by amazing experts to delve into the minds of famous historical figures. If you want to know what really made exceptional people tick, then take a listen to Personology. Find Season 2 of Personology on January 25th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take this rap shit Hey, yo, 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 yo. Hold up, my shit freezing. Just keep rolling. Okay. All right. Boom. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Episode. This is 141? 141. Episode some 141. No, it was the same thing I thought about. <laughs> Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your host. And yeah, we, we back in effect in this hot ass fucking. Uh, afternoon. How you been, Josh? I'm good, baby. Yeah, it's yo, it's officially summer. Yeah, yo, it um, I, you know, I don't even want to say it snuck up, but it seemed like it was like real mild for a while, <laughs> and it's been like just blazing today. Yeah, well, like we were we were getting like those sneak days of like, oh, it'd be like 90 one day, and then it would drop back down to like 70 and shit. Like, right. and then now it's just like, oh, it's been 90 for a week straight. It, we officially summer. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we've talked about this a bunch of times. The Earth is dying. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Climate change is definitely a real thing, and it's it's bugged out because it's like I don't know about other folks. They've relaxed, you know, the uh, lockdown uh, stuff with the whole like pandemic thing, but I'm still in the crib with it. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. So it's like blazing hot. Like we'll sit outside. Like earlier, um, the homie Margell was out South Philly, and he swung by. Shout out Margell, and me, him, and Liz like sat out front. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just chilling on the steps. Uh, but it's yeah, it sucks to kind of still not be able to go anywhere, and now it's oppressively hot too. Yeah, like I, I hung out with uh, shout out to the homie Just. I, I stopped past Just Crib the other day, mm-hmm. and what's crazy is like he literally lives like around the corner from me, and I've right. seen him, I've seen him less than when I saw when like he lived further away. <laughs> That's um, I be. Yeah, um, so like you know, last night like I stopped past the crib, and like we sat on either side of his like big living room and like sat and talked, and we're essentially like. Yeah, so, uh, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> but we're like, yo, we're trying to observe, like, extra social distancing yeah. and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to be up on nobody. Nah, you know what I'm nah, saying? Not at all. Like, 
now. I, I had to uh, pop into uh, World Cafe Live, uh, XPN Studios, on Friday. And, uh, yeah, I was like, no no handshakes. Just like <laughs> yeah, elbows, baby. Elbows. Elbows. Dap you up. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah, I'm not fucking around. I I'm might not. start working in the salute. Like, like yeah, to the salute. <laughs> I saw I don't know if this is uh, Cultural appropriation But I've seen some people say Like yo Just hit the bow Like the Japanese Word 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 I, like, I think that's fly Like you just bow to somebody Yeah But you yeah, know I don't, want, that I don't want niggas to, Like call me out for doing it Yeah exactly You know Hit a good head nod Yeah Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like Good strong head nod Yeah this shit know. like um, it's, it's bugged out too Cause I hadn't been in an Uber, I hadn't really been, not even really, I hadn't been outside of South Philly in months, right? Yeah. So I caught an Uber to World Cafe Live, and dog, I swear, you know how little kids, like when you was a kid, you go on a road trip and you just be looking at shit out the window because you're like excited? Yeah. I definitely was like in the Uber just like... <laughs> <laughs> like going like going up uh Broad Street and like um like South Broad into uh Center City. I was just like looking at shit. It's just like looking like, at people. I was like, man, I've been seeing the same, you know, four walls in our crib and then, you know, blocks around here in our neighborhood. I've been seeing the same shit for too long. Yeah, dog, it listen, man, it can't get like claustrophobic yeah um and like when you actually get out and now they're just like because like i used to drive and get my kids or some shit like that but there was nobody really outside so it was like you're just staring at like empty lots and shit like that right now it's like yo there's more people outside that scares me a little bit because like everybody ain't wearing masks and shit but like yeah i'm like yo i don't like i, I it is nice to see like life going on you know yeah. what i mean yeah seeing folks out and like folks um were out working you know what i mean and like going about their day it outside of the you know the masks and everything like it seemed kind of normal you yeah. know what i mean so that was interesting but it's yeah it's just weird and it's been um taxing i've noticed that i'm like a little quicker to agitation yeah, a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn. And I, you know, I wasn't even like, like I worked from home every day before this shit. Yeah. But like being forced to be inside and not leaving your neighborhood is, has been like wearing on me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference I think in like, you know, Oh, I've chosen to work from home or I work from home. Yeah. And like, yo, you're forced to work from home because everything is shut the fuck down. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It, it is like just even just some retor- return to normalcy is nice. Um, I'm OK if everything doesn't return. You know what I mean? Super fast. Yeah. Like we can slow walk this shit. That's cool. Um, I look, I want my son to get to school. Like he's supposed to be going to school in August. August 23rd, I think, is his, it, the day he's supposed to report. And, you know, I want that to happen for him. Right. Absolutely. Um, so if we have to slow walk shit to get there, cool. Slow walk this shit till we get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, for the most part, like I, I see a lot of people being really cautious 
Um, I was making a mental note of how many people were masked up, how many people were. The majority of people had masks on. Just like riding through Center City and up to like the border of like quote unquote University City, West Philly, however you want to frame it. Um, yeah. Most of the people I saw were masked up. You know? That's good. So yeah, shout out to that because obviously the folks who you know are like medical professionals who know about this shit they say like yo you know if we're wearing the masks if we're maintaining distance then we can you know knock some of these numbers down so shout out to like i mean like the average motherfucker i saw on the street young people teenagers you know what i mean which yeah honestly dog like you remember me as a kid if this shit would have happened <laughs> when we were kids i would have not have walked around with a mask on I'd have been like, eh, fuck that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, exactly. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, I see like the majority of like young people, they're walking around with the masks on. So, you know, is I, I appreciate that aspect of it that people seem to be taking it seriously. At least, you know, the folks that I've come across. Oh, yeah. I mean, dog, we were reading fucking, you know, Behold a Pale Horse. <laughs> And shit like that at that age. I'm, I'm sure they had a chapter like, on Corona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, there definitely would have been, you know, because there's. I'm sure there was. I don't look. I don't remember that book all like that. I read that shit when I was like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I definitely sure that there. I'm definitely sure there's like some kind of part in there where there's like, yo, plan pandemics and blah blah oh, yeah. blah blah blah. I'd have been on there like, yo, he was talking about this. Bye bye. You know, I definitely. Yo, Bill Cooper, he planned this. He he had this all laid out. Like, which makes total sense because we were like impressionable kids. Yeah, did not that some of the stuff in that book isn't accurate because you know part of me is like a bunch of that shit is probably accurate because uh, I don't trust the government. But hey, yep, it's crazy to me that people who are like our age now who fall into like any conspiracy theory you know that they come across i'm like dog you don't have no uh discernment or no like critical thinking that you apply to this shit you just believe if it's on a youtube video or somebody like hands you a pamphlet coming out of black and nobel or some shit you just you just all about it i don't understand that yeah i dog I, i i feel like it would be really easy to fall into that shit when you know your brain ain't fully developed. Me, like you know, yeah, you young, yeah. Your brain just ain't fully developed, and like so, it's so easy to like you sit there and people just make a couple connections. Yep, you know what I mean. Like you know, we got this shit going on, like with all these explosions every goddamn night, mm-hmm. and you know fireworks going off like crazy and then there's you know giant you know m80 bangs and shit like that yeah you know you start linking that to a bunch of shit and you know <laughs> you know it's real easy to go left yo. yeah yeah next thing you know there's like reptilian you know a shadow government of reptiles that live under the ocean and shit and you're like damn like where the fuck where did i go yep <laughs> damn Next thing you know, you are there like, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> Alex Jones has some good points. Yeah. 
Uh, that shit. That's one thing I I don't miss about going to the barbershop. <laughs> you know, you're in the barbershop. You try and kick knowledge and shit. You might throw like a little marks in that bitch. It'll be. It's always one boy. Yeah, because you know Alex Jones. Like, all right, <laughs> we not right, checking out. You yeah, know I'm what? checking out. I'm checking out now. Yeah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> we not building on Alex Jones right now. Like, just just chill out. Dog, I remember I was in a barbershop one time, and uh, uh, I was waiting to get my cut, and they was in there like arguing like Bible stuff. Oh shit! And like, like what is in the Bible? What is it? Like lost books in the Bible, all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And the one boy in there, like, no, man, I'm telling you, like, blah blah blah. He starts going in. He said he mentioned something about Christmas, and I was like, yo, fam, you know, Christmas isn't in the Bible, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the whole celebration and shit, like that's not in the Bible. His head exploded. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it doesn't say he was born on December 25th. And he was like. So you telling me the pastor has been lying to me this whole time? I said, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I don't go to your church. I don't know, bro. I don't go to your church. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, if he told you, like, Santa Claus brought baby Jesus a present, he'd probably lie to you, right. man. That shit's like a key appeal skit. <laughs> you mean to tell me the preacher been lying to me this whole time? I don't know, dog. You figure that shit out. I'll be leaving motherfuckers alone. Yeah, exactly. Like, yo, I, you know what? Go ahead, kick. I, like, I like my barber now. Like, we really don't discuss nothing like that. It's literally like, <laughs> keep it real, you know, real yeah. chill. <laughs> he be, he just be like, yo, you know what you got going on, blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, but yeah. you know, part of it too is like, you know, especially now, there's nobody in the shot really. Right. So like. I'm in there We chop it up Like what's going on With our lives And then we bounce There's nobody yeah. in there To sit there and be like Yeah but I'm just saying Like French Montana Is better than Kendrick Lamar Like you know <laughs> what I mean I don't gotta have Those conversations What y'all don't understand Is CeeLo Green Left Goody Mob Cause he sold his soul <laughs> To the devil And he sacrificed The one boy Like <laughs> That that's how the one boy Lost his leg yeah. Like that's how he <laughs> That kind of shit Like the barbershop is is kind of like um, a, a, a pressure cooker for that kind of shit. Like somebody comes in and says something outlandish, and then everybody start arguing, and then it gets more outlandish from there. Yeah, exactly. Dog, I like I love that. Sometimes I like I like that shit for sports conversations, right? But like for shit where it's like, yo, I'm not fitting to sit here and argue with you about like. Gender identity shit None of that Like no Like let's You know Let's keep it to You know LeBron and Jordan And Kobe Mm -hmm. and shit Like I'm willing to make These arguments all day That's crazy The last argument And it wasn't even like My barbershop Quote unquote Like I don't don't consider No barbershop Outside of Uptown Mine You know what I mean Yeah I feel you Um, I was in West Philly Getting a cut And This John was sitting there She was like Clearly like A butch join you know what I mean and this one cat was just like going in about he's like man he's fucking gay people like he just like kept going in about this shit and I was like yo my man like can you be quiet like don't nobody want to hear that shit that you talking about right now yeah I was like what are you talking about and he's like oh what you mean what you mean and like I don't know if sis was waiting for somebody else to say something to him first but before I could even respond, she jumped in and just like laid this nigga, not hit him, but like verbally, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. verbally laid him out. And homeboy, he like got up and left the shop. You know what I'm saying? And 
the barber, he was like, damn, y'all hurt his feelings. I was like, we well, need to fall back. Like, don't mind when you hear that shit. You know what I mean? Like, we know, all right, you got a problem with gay people. Sis is right here. We can all tell that this person is clearly queer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not even just because she was there. Like, nobody wants to hear that shit in general. Why are you going exactly. on? We was talking about KD. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what exactly happened. And, yeah, yeah. But this is like a couple years ago. We was talking about KD, dog. Completely not about no nothing else. And homeboy just brought, yeah, the problem with these gays. I'm like, dog, we're not even talking about that. Where'd that come with the conversation and he, shit? I like, swear he came out of nowhere with that. He just had a, a axe to grind and just wanted yeah. to talk about that. So he he got his ass lit up. I lit him up and then sis lit him up. And yeah, he walked right out the fucking shop. Did dog, I, I just roofed somebody on the book for that shit. Like Really? Yeah. And like it was somebody like, you know, went to high school with, never really interact with on like social media at all. Yeah. And like, you know, they popped up it's in another like mutuals comments. I was and they I was like, you know what? I'm removing myself from this conversation. Like I said my piece and was like, yo, that's not even like cool, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then remove myself from that conversation and then roof to ass real quick, yeah. Yeah, because it's some motherfuckers, you know. I try to be understanding. I'm not like um, a wokeness warrior or whatever, but I don't think it's that. It's like I can't reasonably have like queer people in my family, in my friend circle, in our community and just allow you to say ill shit and it just go unsaid. That's like somebody with disabilities. Like you just saying ill shit about somebody with disabilities or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm like you can't you can't let that shit rock. Nah, you gotta check folks. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. You know. Um before we uh go any further, we should probably jump out for a yes, break. Take a break. And then we'll uh come back and chat a little bit. Definitely. Word. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. If I could be you And you could be me For just one hour If you could find a way To get inside Each other's mind Walk a mile in my shoes Walk a mile in my shoes Walk a mile in my shoes shoes. We've all felt left out And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment We can change that Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org Brought to you by the Ad Council Walk a mile in my shoes Boom, back in effect. Um, 
<laughs> you got to tell me about this shit because I like I saw it on Twitter, yeah. but I don't know nothing. I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? I kind of uh, checked out on my man Yay a little bit, but he signed with the Gap apparently. Yeah, he. I guess like the Gap approached him uh, to do a to sign a deal with them. I think it's a ten year deal. It's got to re up after like five years, so mm-hmm. uh, it was essentially a five year deal. Um, and he's gonna be like designing his own like Yeezy line for the Gap. Wow, wow. Um, what's crazy is in 2015 he had said in an interview like, "Yo, the Gap need to make me the creative director." He said and that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he kind of spoke that shit to existence. I can't think of who else or who that was that was talking about Yay. It might have been Diplo. Said they was like in the studio. And Ye came in and was like, yeah, I'm doing this before like 808s or whatever. He was like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do this album. I'm going to be singing on it. It's going to change music. And I'm going to marry Kim Kardashian. And da, 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 da. <laughs> like he's, I think it was Diplo that said uh, he was in the room with Ye. And Ye said a bunch of shit that ended yeah. up happening, which is like nutty to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, you know. He's, I mean, he, you know, he's been pushing this fashion shit for a long time, for years. Yeah. Um, and this is a dude who's made something out of nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he was telling motherfuckers, like, yo, I'm going to be working with the biggest artist in hip hop. Blah, blah, blah. Motherfuckers was like, dog, you fold clothes at the gap. Like, what is you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and apparently, like, I, listen, I don't know, like, the, the couple gap stores that I know are still around. Like they don't be doing like they business is like nothing. So like who really rocking that shit? Yeah. So um, but apparently like as soon as that shit was announced, like they stocks climbed like fifteen percent or some shit like that. There you go. Yeah. Um, and he's supposed to be like a uh, a um, uh, like a reasonably priced, you know, aside from not like the the Yeezy season shit. That's like you know what I mean, fucking. Uh, $400 for a t-shirt with a rip in it like, a raggedy poncho yeah. <laughs> it's like 800 bucks yeah so like it's not that shit it's supposed to be like reasonably priced shit for like you know what I mean for folks like just regular living folks yeah um you know, we we above that. You know, we we eight hundred dollar poncho <laughs> all life, fucking you day. Know what I mean? <laughs> um, shit works for me. It works for Yeezy, dog. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> works for Yeezy, but um, no uh. Yeah, so I saw that shit and I was like, you know, that's what's up. Like, especially in the sense where he's like, you know, he was saying like, yo, you know, he used to work for the Gap. You know, he talks about that shit in the, uh, the fuck is that name of that song on the first joint on College Dropout. Yeah. Uh, I'm working this grave shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that joint. Um, so, you know, he, he talk about it on there and like, you know, to go from being a, you know, dude who was stocking their shelves to a dude that's designing their fucking clothing line. That's yeah. what's up. That's a hell of a, uh, Full circle moment Yeah You know what I mean Yeah 100% Like I know people uh, Don't fuck with Ye Cause like the whole Trump shit And slavery is a choice And shit And I don't fuck with that Like I'm You know I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, with yeah. that shit uh, But I Like I'll, I'll never Completely throw Ye out Ye gotta nah. Ye gotta do some R. Kelly shit yeah, uh, For again, me to throw like, him out To be like you know, Yo me, fuck Ye forever Me and you have talked about shit before where it's like, you know, that whole idea of like canceling somebody and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, I think we have, you know, you have to look at things in levels of like, you know, Ye said some wild, dumb shit. You know, he rocking a Trump hat. Apparently, like he says that was a whole plot 
to like help get people <laughs> released from prison. I don't know. Right, like, right, right. You know, but you know, he ain't a child molester. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think there's like levels to like how somebody, you know what I mean? To how a person is like a quote unquote canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that way about Erica Badu. I was like, Erica Badu yeah. was like, like your auntie or your cousin is like smart but says dumb shit. Yeah, like I think there's a difference between being problematic and being cancel worthy. Right. R. Kelly, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, women you know. hemmed up. Yeah, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, like though, mystical is canceled. Like, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, mystical. I, I, I know he was like he had a song that was like starting to pop a little on TikTok or something like that. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. can we like not yeah, do not mystical? <laughs> like, can we not do mystical? Because yeah, like, not, he, not with no motherfucker rape, dog. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think nah. I just, I just think there's like, you know, there's a, there's levels to like problematic and then like cancel and then like, you know what I mean? There's levels and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if anybody at the Gap wants to like send us some eight hundred dollar Yeezy ponchos, <laughs> <laughs> just hit us up. You know what I mean? We'll, yeah, we'll for gladly. Real. <laughs> rock the easy whatever fucking shit he's gonna design for the gap. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um Okay, so now we move to our super serious part of the podcast. Yeah, motherfuckers is actually uh, cancel worthy. Yes. Yeah. Um just, you know, heads up, you know, for trigger warning of like, you know, we're gonna be discussing you know, serious topics of like rape and sexual misconduct and yeah. sexual harassment, those kind of things. So just be aware. I just don't want anybody, you know, to, I don't want to, yeah, yeah. And I don't want anybody to feel bad. Like if it's something you need to turn off, I completely understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I checked out, uh, well, I saw Russell Simmons trending like, yes. Uh, and apparently he did, a t- he did an interview, uh, on breakfast club a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and they were talking to him about like uh, the social justice reform and this, that, and the third. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the interview because, you know, Russ is a bad person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, but I, that, that fucks me up because like I grew up on everything oh, yeah. that he made or had a hand in. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it sucks that he is a terrible person. Yeah. Because uh, he is like such an impactful person to the culture that we love and are a part of, yeah. um, and we champion. Super important. Um, but uh, so he was on there, and then like he was gonna do uh, drink champs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he did it. Um, he did, and yeah. yeah, he did it, and like Revolt pulled the interview, and Title just decided not to post it because I guess they have a deal with Title too, like to re to re show the. Uh, the video portion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden I heard like, you know, they were talking like this apparently in, in the, uh, the, the breakfast club interview, they mentioned the documentary that came out on the record. Mm, yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know. I remember when that trailer first came out, me and you had discussed like, dude, do we, do we talk about the trailer? And we were both like, no, nah, you know what? We'll just talk about the documentary when, when it, it comes, comes out. out. Yeah. But apparently the documentary dropped in like January. Wow. Had they and been I didn't, like burying it? Like what? I, I don't know, dude. I know wow. I know somebody who hit me up when I posted I watched it. It was like, it says it's on HBO Max, but I can't find it. Wow. And I mean, I torrented it 
Like, you know what I mean? Shout out to Fire Sticks. Word, but, word. Uh, um, that's, I'm not paying 15 more dollars for HBO's too. Like, you know what I nah. mean? Come on. You know what I mean? Nah. It's hard times out here. Corona. We live with Corona. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I so I watched it on Torrent, but uh, I was just like, yo, um, I didn't know this even came out. You would think this would have been discussed more. Yeah. Um, this would have been a bigger deal to be talked about on like all these different platforms. Yeah. Like, and I didn't hear nothing about this documentary. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything about it. Um, the only folks that I've seen really talking about uh, these allegations against Russ have been, frankly, like black women. Uh, folks who are like journalists and activists and stuff like they've been the main ones I've been seeing getting at Russ about that. Folks were getting at Mark Lamont Hill. I felt yeah, bad for, for him because he said that um, he didn't know Russ was going to be on the program. Yeah. And when he showed up to the Zoom chat or whatever it was, Russ was just there or Russ. Yeah. Uh, they got, got added later in the discussion or something like that and people have been grinding him up like yo yeah. you're supposed to like stand with women why you doing an interview with On this a, guy yeah, why you, yeah. and Mark Lamont Hill like ew I don't even know the bull like, <laughs> you know what I mean or that type time but yeah as far as the documentary I have not seen I haven't watched it yet full disclosure yes um, but I haven't seen anything about it yeah I was really like Cause when I saw that I was like oh maybe it's getting ready to come out like that's why like some of this stuff is going on and then I saw like oh no it's been out since fucking January right right and I'm like I didn't see shit about this like nothing about it man yeah um and so like that really surprised me so like I I, I pulled it up and I checked it out um and uh you know it's fucking heavy dog like mm. um you know, it's the the primary person they're talking about is Drew Dixon. Okay. Um, she was an executive with Def Jam. Um, she put together like the show soundtrack. Like that was her first big big thing. Oh wow! Her name is listed as executive producer on the show soundtrack. Right. Um. So like you know she did a bunch of shit there. Apparently she said like you know Russ had tried to get with her like a bunch of times. Oh wow. Um and like she kind of just like played it off or whatever and like mm-hmm. you know he was like you know she's like no nah, I don't really do that. And apparently like you know she's a tall um you know tall pretty jaunt so you know uh you know Russ has had that you know that uh you know he loves models and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. So like she's a tall pretty woman. Apparently like um Leor just thought she was hired by Russ just to be in the office type thing. And like wow. he shit on her really bad. Oh wow. At first. It wasn't until she did the the show that, you know, and he she put together that whole thing that like Leor was like, Oh no, you actually like I guess you you I underestimated you and yeah, I apologize for that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he Jeez. treated her like, you know, um, you're a piece of shit. You're here because Russ wants to stare at you. Right. That's so fucked up. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, like, the biggest takeaways I have from this are, A, a bunch of the women that talked. First of all, it's like 20 women, and I really did not know it was that many women who made the allegations against Right. I, I wasn't sure. I wouldn't have thought. I would have I guessed under 20. Yeah. Definitely. 
like I knew about the one that like sparked it all was the thing with him and Brett Ratner. Right. Uh, the right. young woman with him and Brett Ratner, right. the young actress. Um, and then I knew I knew about the Drew Dixon thing like coming out afterwards. And then there was another woman I think that came out. And so I, I knew it was like two or three. I had absolutely no idea it was like 19 Jesus. or 20. Yeah. Uh, they say 19 at one point in the movie, and I think there was another person that came out after like production and all that stuff because they list 20 at the end. Yeah. So That's so crazy. Um, for the several women who talked about it, he definitely has a pattern of what mm. he does. Um, okay. I don't want to get too graphic or anything like that, but like he has an MO, essentially, wow. of how he operates. Um, and, you know, she also talks about like she left Def Jam after he raped her, like not too long after he raped Jesus, her. Jesus, yeah. And you know she went to uh, wherever Clive Davis was at, because um, I forget because he's he moved around a couple times. So wherever Clive was at, she went to go work for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was with him for a little while, and then he left, and L.A. Reid took over. Right. Um. And she said, L.A. Reid started being like, yo, come to my hotel and we'll discuss some stuff and kept pressuring her to come to the hotel, come to the hotel with him. Mm-hmm. And he, she just kept declining. And she was like, you know, after a while, I started running out of excuses. And all of a sudden, like my work was being affected by stuff. Jeez. Um, she said she tried to get him to sign Kanye West early on. Yeah. And she said, like, Kanye was like in tears in the lobby because he refused to see him. Wow. Um, she tried to get him to sign John Legend when mm-hmm. he was like John Stevens or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and like she set up a whole like thing for John and his band at like this uh, performance spot and all mm-hmm. this kind of shit. And like she showed up and uh, um, she went to go do she, you know, she's like, you know, he, they're setting up like uh, John and all them are setting up, getting ready to do their show. And like she gets a phone call. L.A. Reid's not coming. And he's told all the executives not to come. What? So wow. like she's like, you know, feels terrible. Yeah. She goes and she's she goes to watch the performance and it's just her. And then she has to like tell him, like, I can't sign you. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry, bro. Wow. Um, Jesus. And like, I think like right after, right around that time is when she just like, she was like, I left. I just left music. I didn't want to be involved in music anymore. That's um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you. No. Uh, she just was like, you know, it, you know how hard it was to leave. Like, I well, this is all I wanted to do. Like, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Your dream job. Yeah. And like, I was doing it and being successful at it. Jesus. And like the misogyny and rape culture inside of music and entertainment as a whole, as we know, um, and I mean, fucking permeates from every every aspect of you know living culture. Period. But um, the atmosphere just made her leave, and she just gave up what she did. Yeah, and she like went back to school and shit. But like, it's just insane. Dog. Like it was, you know. Listen. <sighs> So, like, my thing with Russ is I always knew Russ was kind of a creep. Right. Right. Um, just from the story I heard about with, like, uh, Kimura, where he, like, told her and told everybody at 16, I'm going to marry her. Right. Who looks at a sixth dog? When I was 19, I remember a 17-year-old 
cracked on me. I met her at my job. I used to uh, sell um, appliances. Yeah. Me and my man Mark. And this joint was like on my back at 17, and I'm 19. And I was like, no fucking way. I can't fathom. Russ, Russ might have been like 40. Yeah. Yeah. He had to be. Story. I can't, he I can't had, imagine he, that. He was old enough to be her dad. Right. He was at least twice her age, and I think he was older than that. Right. I know he was older than that. He, he was definitely older than 30 fucking two in like, you know, the early to mid 90s or yeah. whatever it was. He might have been the age we are now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If not a little younger. I don't know. but Because uh, he, he kind of came in the game a little young. But, yeah, I, that shit is crazy to me. Like, you see a child and you see that in them? Yeah. I, I don't your, get that shit. Your idea is that, like, oh, I'm going to marry that person. Yeah. Like, I, I think because there's a thing, man. Like, my daughter is 15. We'll be 16 in another couple weeks. Right. Right? That would be like me. Looking at one of her friends going like, oh, yeah, I'm going to marry her. Yeah, when you get older. Like, because if you're, <laughs> if you're thinking that when they're 16, if it weren't for the legality of it, you do yeah, it now. Exactly. You do the shit now. Exactly. I always felt that was creepy. Oh, I was yeah. like, even when we were younger, and then you're talking like maybe I was maybe in my early 20s when I heard that. And I was like, that's weird. And uh-huh. like, that's kind of like creepy like i think that's a little creepy yeah um but you know there's apparently no you know apparently no crime committed i don't know right but then when the stories start coming out like it makes it super believable to me when i know this dude's history with like wanting to marry a fucking 16 year old right you don't win no uh no sympathy no if that's what you know you're on the record for yeah um, and I know he's like categorically denied it, and you know I don't. I expect nothing less. Like you know what I mean. I don't think he like he did um, with uh, with Drew Dixon. He did admit a sexual harassment. Oh really? Yeah. In a statement, he was like, "I admit to like sexually harassing, excuse me, excuse me, sexually harassing her," um, and said like, you know, maybe I misconstrued. We kissed a few times and Whoa. stuff like that. And I, maybe I uh, misconstrued the situation or some shit like that. Um, L.A. Reid's totally denied it. Uh, she doesn't, yeah. you know, from what I can see in a documentary, she doesn't like say L.A. Reid propositioned me or uh, that he raped her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just implemented, you know, I- implied that that's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, and listen, man, like... F- one thing I pull from it a lot and what saddens me is how fucked up the hip hop culture, not just hip hop, music culture, period. Um, and uh, how just like how OK it was to treat people this way. Yeah. For so long, like how this was just like an OK thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, a widespread thing. I feel like the culture itself has its own misogyny that it deals with. The industry of hip hop, absolutely the same. You know what I mean? As far as like women not being heard, not respected on equal terms, exploited. This shit is is reminding me, 
It's crazy how much shit has been like hitting the fan this week. We're talking about this shit with Russell Simmons. Um, a bunch of women have been coming out talking about uh, the sexism that they faced at like Complex, me- major uh-huh. media outlets. Complex, OK Player, who I occasionally write for. Um, yeah, they just got rid of somebody. Yeah, the fucking CEO. Oh, that's who it was. Okay, yeah, I saw the thing. I didn't see. I didn't read the whole thing, but I did see it. Yeah. What happened was a, a few women writers came out and were like, "Yo, this is how we've been like taken advantage of and exploited uh, as workers with OK Player." And then another woman anonymously came out and said that the CEO raped her. Oh shit! Yeah, you know I'm saying so. It's it's crazy. It's like. Um, but it makes sense. We were talking a little bit uh, off mic beforehand about like these like boys clubs or boys networks mm-hmm. that get built up in music culture. And, you know, a lot of this shit, though, is literally rapists out here who are like G and off. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this music shit. And it's crazy. Yeah. And it's it's been like this for a long time. Um, and I think that with like this documentary and with those uh, women journalists who've been speaking out, my hope is that a lot of this shit gets uncovered and, you know, we can change this shit somehow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about in like what is, you know, our role, not gener- like, like not super specific to us, me and you, but like our role as men in this uh, um in this culture now and trying to make moves to become like, you know, uh, you know, I want to say power players in the industry because that's not what I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to be a creative in this industry and doing things surrounded by this industry um, and involved in it. And I think... We try, we try to come up. I feel like that's the yeah, thing yeah. that can, we can say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Trying, I, I, I just don't want to say up. like, I'm trying to be power more. Like I'm not trying to be like you know the uh, I'm not uh, like you know that crazy idea of that kind of thing. Yeah, just yeah. the I just the the general sense of like I want to make you know make fucking shit in this culture. So I, it made me think about like you know uh, representation and uh, you know where we can be as far as like you know projects that we're working on involving you know. Uh, women and giving them a powerful voice in what we do. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to say, like, you know, we did three interviews uh, this year, and obviously, like, the pandemic kind of cut a little bit of that short, but, like, out of the three interviews, two of the people that we interviewed were women. Right. Right. Um, and I think that's awesome in the sense that, like, you know, it's not a voice we get to hear a lot. Um, yeah, because the industry actively, like, silences yes. women. Yeah. 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 So I think that is important um, to keep amplifying their voices. Um, I think that's something we can do. We have a platform to do those kind of things. Um, And like, you know, I don't know, man, I just looked at that shit and I felt like I felt like I don't know. I I think I, I felt like complicit in some ways. Of just being like, you know, just following the misogyny of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, excusing away, like, not, you know, not excusing away rape in any sense, but like mm-hmm. just excusing general misogyny. Right. Right. Yeah. We've, we're, we're all like complicit in that shit of like seeing men doing what men do 
in regards to women and like not calling that shit out or not confronting that shit or the shit that we do ourselves you know what I mean yeah so I don't think that um I think that it starts number one with like obviously like we don't have a formula for this shit but I, yeah, I yeah. think that part of it starts with like acknowledging that shit you know what I mean uh-huh. we ask white folks all the time they acknowledge their own internalized racism you know what I mean yeah. but then when it comes to speaking specifically as like us as men of color I feel like a lot of times when we're asked to confront internalized misogyny, we're like resistant to that shit. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're like, we're, we like this in, you know, white folks are the same way with racism. You know what I mean? <laughs> you start talking about that shit and they're immediately trying to like shut down the conversation and like make everybody quiet. And I feel like men of color in particular, we do that. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that, like, the white man has, like, the power in the world. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that doesn't mean that we don't feed into this shit, too. And it it don't mean that um, there's not room for us to be better about it and to be, like, real allies and accomplices to people who are not men. You know what I mean? Trying to Uh fight against this shit. Yeah, I I think... Um, I think uh, I think what you said is true, and most of all, um, like just yo man, you we may have to be uncomfortable in a lot of situations. Right, this may be an uncomfortable conversation to have, but like you know, we gotta address, like you said, we gotta address our own issues. Yeah, whatever, and whatever grew or or got better without effort and being uncomfortable through it yeah you know oh, exactly mean? you no, never I mean, learn no skill or, or learn how to play a sport without getting knocked around a little bit it's exactly the same thing yeah I mean all change is uncomfortable and any real change is long and uncomfortable so um, I'm for that in a lot of ways and I, like, I, that, like I said like most of all it made me sit there and go like damn man like how many times did I excuse away like how some dude acted mm-hmm. of going like, well, you know, he's just a dickhead and blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, listen, man, I, like I said, I've n- never, like, somebody coming to me like, yeah, man, like, she passed out, so we did that. Like, I'd have been like, what the fuck are you, like, you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, I've yeah. never, never did no shit like that. I, I couldn't excuse away that. Yeah. But, like, I excuse plenty of misogynistic behavior. Yeah, some little I mean? casual shit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I've heard numerous uh, women who work in like radio and shit like that talk about like the just fucking how shitbag dudes were as like you know MCs or managers or whatever that you yeah. know like foul foul shit and yeah. it's just like yo know, I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine trying to make your you know your claim in this and, you know in an industry like that and like that's what you're dealing with all the time yeah. just fucked up man that shit's super common. Um, yeah, and even if it doesn't take the form of like rape or um, outright sexual har- harassment, the not listening is a thing. Um, uh-huh. You know, taking credit for people's work is a thing. There's like all kind of like little microaggressions and shit that yes. happen that that this whole business is founded on. 
Well, I mean, look like what Drew said, uh, what, what Drew Dixon said about Lear Cohen. Like, mm-hmm. he legit thought she was just there because she looked pretty and she was tall and pretty. And like, that's, oh, you're just here for that. You have no real value. Right. You got to prove it. Which yeah. I, I never, I swear, like, that whole mentality of, you know, um, you got to earn respect. I never understood that shit and it never sat right with me. Why would I come with somebody come to somebody I don't know with like a, a disrespect or a lack of respect? Exactly. It's like, no, nah, I come to you with respect. If you disrespect me, then we're playing a different game. But I never understood that mentality of like you have to earn the right to be treated as like valuable. Yeah. That shit is crazy to me. Yeah, you have to, you know, you have to prove your value and shit. Like, right? Yeah, that's fucked up. That ain't the way. Um, uh, why don't we hop out to a, a, a another, you know, our last break, um, and then we'll pop back in with another uh, story that actually, you know, kind of ties in. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't we don't got to spend too much time on that, but yeah, we yeah. can just like mention it. Or, well, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 mention it, and okay. then, uh, we'll pop into the new music. Yes, definitely. What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs, the race to the pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. We'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted, and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless, or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise, Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lapkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Boom, back in effect. Um, so it's, it's crazy that there are so many stories. You got like uh, we talked about the Russell Simmons situation and the uh, on the record documentary um, and then all the stuff that's been happening with Complex and OK Player. Um, the label Rhyme Sayers, uh, Minnesota-based Mm-hmm. underground hip-hop label they've been around since 
like the fucking 90s really like a staple in that whole underground hip-hop scene they announced this week that they were severing ties with um i don't even know how to say this nigga name i ain't gonna hold you it's like it's like (laughs) proof but it's like like almost like you want to say professor prof Prof. yeah Yeah, you know white rappers with the worst names (laughs) worst names in hip-hop and another cat named dem atlas uh both you know were accused of sexual harassment and sexual assault and the label uh severed ties with them and they were like yo we're not rocking with these dudes but it opened up a broader conversation about how this label their music and the uh internal culture that they've kind of perpetuated itself has been misogynistic you know what i mean so it's kind of like um like a lot of these companies that have been coming out like yo black lives matter y'all and the employees are like, wait, y'all are racist too. You know yeah, exactly. So it's it's just um it's been ill and it's been like um a hashtag has been going around like boycott rhyme sayers. I looked up the hashtag on Instagram uh on Friday and a young lady had a pile of record I think this person's a young lady had a, a pile of records and t shirts and merch and shit and was just like, Yeah, all of this is going in the trash. You know what I mean? It was clearly like years of fandom and support. And their fan base is known for being like super loyal. Yeah, super. Yeah, real loyal. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, So, yeah, they're being like called to task about this shit. And, you know, I don't feel sorry for them. You know what I mean? Like if y'all have been incubating this kind of behavior, of course, two of your you know, young artists are gonna do it. They see how the older cats, yeah, yeah, act on tour and in the office or whatever. But like on some real shit, I'm gonna edit this out. But um, you know what I'm saying, yo, and that's why it's crazy when people talk about. Like, oh, you know, how can how can this shit happen for 30 years and we don't know about it? It's like, well, if <laughs> people have power, like, they're going to shut that shit the fuck down. Right. How many people did Donald Trump rape and sexually assault? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it just, if you have money and power, even if you're, you know, in a situation uh, like the, we're talking about on like a small, in a small scene of like underground music, if you mm-hmm. have power and clout within that small scene... People A, people will ride for you. But yes. then B, if you have like that social capital, but then B, certain stuff they'll there there will be pressure against victims to yeah. not come out and say anything about it. You know what yeah, I mean? So 100%. It, it makes perfect sense that this stuff goes on for however long and um people don't say anything. Um, not at all saying that like shit's getting better because clearly it's not. Um, but I do appreciate that like this shit is getting put on blast now. Yeah, I think one of the the, the things that we uh, that is getting better is that like the forum to talk about this shit is is bigger and a little more open. Yeah. I believe now. I granted I'm not a woman in this situation trying to do it either. So. Right. You know, I'm talking from a a, a position of pr- uh, privilege. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would hope um, that 
you know, this is a situation that is more open and more people are more willing to talk um, and voice, you know, when shit goes wrong. Like, you know what I mean? But, you know, that's, you know, what happened with Russ and coming on the Breakfast Club. It's like, why is he still getting a platform? Yeah. Motherfuckers. Oh, you, you read my mind <laughs> what you were saying. Motherfuckers got to listen and like take a stand for the shit. You yeah. know what I mean? The shit. You remember what happened with like D Barnes when we was kids and Dr. Yeah. Dre, Dr. Dre, they said, I remember the source, maybe other magazines, uh, you know, told her story. The source was the only ones that I remember talking about that. I remember they had, um, they did an article on it. They had a picture of D Barnes and she was like, uh, standing against a wall and she had a pit bull. By yeah. uh, by the collar, and they they broke down the whole story, and they said Dr. Dre saw her in a party. He was mad at um, Cube because Cube was Cube. You know, this was when like No Vaseline came out. Yes, Cube was digging in their ass, and they went on D Barnes' show, and she's like talking to this guy like it's her fucking job. So yeah. Dre was doing what she's supposed to do, doing her fucking job. Dre was mad that D Barnes had. Uh, mm-hmm. Ice Cube on her show so he sees her at a party crowded party full of people and he grabs her beats her and threw her down the stairs yeah like that shit like stuck in my mind as a kid and I always expected more I I may have been like being naive you know what I mean but uh-huh. I, I always expected more to come from that like when I saw the article and I read it the shit was shocking and I was like, well, damn, like, something's going to come of this. And then Dre, like, you know, that might have been around, like, um, I think, like, after that, The Chronic came out. Yeah, it's you know probably, like, mean? right before, right? Like, right. It had to been, like, right before. Yeah. You know right what before. I'm saying? The Chronic and then um, Snoop and then Eminem and Aftermath and Dre. Like, you didn't hear about it from, if it happened in 90, 91, you didn't hear about this shit until Straight Outta Compton came out in and it was brought back up 2015 2016 whatever that was you know what I mean so it's really um, a culture not only just a culture of misogyny but like a culture of um, motherfuckers not being held accountable for the shit you know what I mean like you do it and then it's just you chilling and like you said with the Breakfast Club like why y'all somebody with you know, twenty active rape allegations. Yeah, <laughs> like why are they on your show? Yeah, yeah. Because I can't. I, we, we can't talk about, um, like believing women and, uh, you know, telling women, yo, come forward and talk about stuff, blah blah blah, blah and then be like, yeah, but we're still gonna have like, you know what I mean, fucking rapists and you know, accused rapists. On and be like, yo, let's get this dude a platform to talk about shit. Right, come, come, come forward for what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I mean that actively shows women they shouldn't come forward because nothing's gonna, you know, like they, people don't get taken serious anyway. So. Right. Absolutely. Um, Jenks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to? Uh, we can move into you know after like that heaviness. We could probably move to some new music for the week. Yeah, yeah. I got a, a quick joint. You know what I mean. I don't know yeah. if you want to go first. You want me to go first? No, you go ahead. You can go ahead first. Yeah, I've been um, rocking with uh, the Lord Brothers. It's uh, uh-huh. Don Newkirk and Prince Paul. 
from oh, okay. De La Souls, that's a Sonic. And they actually, the, the album is called By Every Means Necessary. And they actually scored the uh, docuseries that's on Netflix now, uh, Who Killed Malcolm X. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's real ill. It, it has um, some of that like Prince Paul like feel to his like music and his like beats or whatever. Um, but some of the shit is like orchestral sounding, and it has yeah. um, really like a cinematic feel to it. It's really dope, and it's like a dope complement to the the documentary series as well. Yeah, I, that's that's still. I want to check that out. Yeah, I want to grab I'll the wax, but like the wax is like ninety dollars. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know what it I mean? Was. If I'm if I'm a buy a record, speaking candidly, <laughs> spend a hundred dollars <laughs> for a record is you know it might not be no new shit. It might be some, yeah, it'd be with some rare vinyl. It's a rare rare shit they dug from like the Eastern Bloc or some shit yeah. <laughs> back when the wall was up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like definitely. this shit is really dope and it's cool. Like them two, like uh Newkirk and Prince Paul, every Prince Paul record from Stetsasonic, Dayla, Gravediggers, Handsome Boy Modeling School, all the shit he's yeah. done, Newkirk's on it somewhere. You know what okay. I mean? Because they like yeah. went to junior high together. Ah, you know what I mean? Word. So it's yeah, it's ill. It's like um funky, like instrumental Film score music, word yeah, word yeah. I, I'm I'm interested to listen. Hey, listen, man. Anything Prince Paul's touches, I'm, I'm you know yeah. I'm and down to listen. The to series it. is ill too. Yeah, I watched half of it. I didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to go back to it. Uh, so I checked out. I checked out a dude named JB. Have you ever heard of him? No, no. Um, he's from out of Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> It's uh, J A B E E. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I happen to just see that he, uh, the this artist that I'm a real big fan of, his name Stephen Paul Jude. Okay. Um, uh, this indigenous artist, he like did a art installation with this dude. Oh shit! Word. Um. So uh, he was like, "Yo, his new album drops." Blah blah blah. So I was like, "All right, so I'm gonna check it out." Uh, so I checked it out. It's called The World is So Fragile and Cruel. I'm glad I got you. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's um, a hell of a title. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's dope. It's definitely dope. He's been around for a while because, like, I mean, he has, like, a a, a, a bit of a catalog on um, title. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, last year, I think he dropped, uh, like, a 10-year anniversary of, like, I think his first project. Oh, snap. Okay. So yeah, he, so he's he been around. Yeah, he's been around for a little bit. Um, there's a joint called uh, Recipe that's super dope. Um, a joint called Click that's super dope. Mm. Um, uh, Our Sons, which is super dope. Um, there's a real checkmate with atmospheres on it. Oh, uh, Atmosphere and Little B is featured on it. Mm. Um, that joint's super dope. Like Static Selector uh, produced a couple joints on here. 88 Keys. Um, you know, it's 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 legit a dope album. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know. I was like, I never even heard of this dude. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Um, but like you know, you, you never know where you're gonna find something dope. Like you know what I mean. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, 
yeah, I would say check it out. There's a couple joints on there that's like he doing like double time flows, and I'm just like, I don't really like this part. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just doesn't seem like that's really his like niche. Um, he's more like you know, uh, like backpackery, if you like to, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, I definitely would say check it out. The the world is so fragile and cruel. I'm glad I got you. Uh, J B J A B two E's. Nice. Um, yeah, definitely check them out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but other than that, yo, um, you can find us on all platforms at Serious Rap Shit. Um, I'm Indy underscore SRS mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. You're John underscore Liberator on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, yep. Um, check out our guest appearance on the Modern Manhood podcast. Yeah, shout out Modern Manhood podcast. Yeah, yeah shout, shout them out. Um, we are, I think it's episode two of the George Floyd protests. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, but, you know, you'll find us on there. We're listed. Uh, but check that out. Uh, we had a good time over there talking about some social justice issues. Yeah. Um, we have the Abolish Ice uh, t-shirts and hoodies that are on Incest Trap and Yoga. So, you know, that part of those proceeds go to help big families that are separated at the border because don't forget, there's still kids in cages. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a black woman owned business so you'd be you know you're doing your part for the culture period Um, and other than that we'll be back next week some more fire peace peace Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. What do explorers, a former newspaper editor, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and the host of The Quest for the North Pole, a new podcast launching January 15th about our insatiable desire to explore the mysteries of the Arctic and stand at the top of the world. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.